0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner, Impossible.
1: Yeah, I think I've gotten just, I'm just, you get more and more comfortable as the season goes on, you get more and more reps. And so, um, um, there's even spots where tight ends will come in there may be a play call to Travis um, that I'll throw to Jody or throw to throw to Noah because we kind of ha- we have built that confidence in, it, in them that they're going to get open as well. Um, and so we, we've kind of rotated the receivers in and out. Um, I think it makes us a better team. Um, and so uh, those guys all have confidence that when they get in, they're going to make a play and I'm going to give them chances too.
2: Patrick Mahomes hits 10 different receivers on Sunday afternoon in route to his 320 yard passing performance as the chiefs beat the Rams 26 to 10 to move to nine and two on the season. I'm BJ Kissel. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of 10 things presented by KC strength conditioning. If you know somebody who needs baseball or softball training, call my friend, John Renzi at 913-638-8960. Again, that's KC strength and conditioning. And by now, you know, the deal. Let's get into not 10 things, but 20 things worth knowing from Sunday. A lot of good nuggets coming from this game uh, against the Rams. I'm going to have to update this show logo. Uh, Not 10 things anymore. We're giving you an extra. We're giving you a bonus. uh, 10 things today. A lot of good stuff. Again, uh, courtesy of uh, Twitter, courtesy of a lot of good writers out there covering the Chiefs and Chiefs Communications Department for all of these notes and nuggets. Uh, Number one, Andy Reid passing Marty Schottenheimer. For the most wins at Arrowhead Stadium with that win, Andy Reid now has a combined 65 wins regular season and postseason at Arrowhead as head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Passing Marty Schottenheimer at 64 between 1989 and 1998 for the most combined wins by head coach in the 50 year history of Arrowhead Stadium. So congrats. Not something I think Andy Reid spends much time talking about. Probably didn't even know that uh, if he was asked that during the post game presser. Did not see that, but we'll have some nuggets from the postgame pressers here in a little bit. But um, anytime you're talking about surpassing uh, what many of us uh, I'm gathering grew up, except for you young folks out there, uh, many of us grew up Um, that love the chiefs and all our fandom comes from those Marty years. I know that's when I spent my time going to Arrowhead with my dad. Every Sunday was right in the heart of, of Marty Schottenheimer time. So congrats to coach on that. Uh, And also number two, the chiefs move their winning streak to five. This is a cool little nugget with the 26 to 10 win over the Rams. The chiefs recorded it, their fifth consecutive win so far this season. And it marks the team's 10th consecutive season all under Andy Reed with a winning streak of at least five games during the regular season. It's crazy to think about. They've every year. Andy Reed has been a head coach of the chiefs. They've had a five game winning streak at some point, or at least five games. Cause in 2013, they won nine straight in 2014, five straight 2015, 10 straight. It's when they started off, I believe one in five had all those injuries, Jamal, Troll, all that. And then, came storming back five straight wins in 2016, five straight wins in 2017, five straight in 2018, six straight in 2019, 10 straight in 2020, eight straight in 2021. And now this year so far, five straight looking to make it six straight, uh, including 26 straight in the months of November and December. As we move into December, uh, going up against the team that ended the chief season last year in the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, gonna be a lot of talk about this one i'm gonna quickly move on from this rams game uh and start thinking about the Bengals because that is definitely the game that i personally had scheduled or circled when the schedule schedule came out because uh it's a team that ended your season, it's a team that ruined their chance to go and get that second Super Bowl for a lot of these guys. Uh, moving on to number three of our 20 things this week, the Chiefs had 437 net offensive yards against the Rams on Sunday. It marks the 16th consecutive regular season game that the Chiefs had at least 300 yards of total offense, tying the second longest streak in franchise history. It marks the seventh 400 yard performance of the 2022 season tying for the fourth, most 400 yard games in a single season in franchise history. And again, we've got six regular season games to go on the schedule. It matches the chief's total number of 400 yard games from the 2021 season already. And it's the fifth consecutive 400 yard game tying for the longest consecutive streak of 400 yard offensive performances in franchise history. So I'll try to reward that here a little bit. Chiefs now tied for the second longest streak with most consecutive games with 300 or more offensive yards. If they can do three more straight games with at least 300 yards of offense, they will have the franchise record, uh, which right now the 18 consecutive games was back in 2017, 2018 also with Patrick Mahomes and a lot of these same guys with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and company. Um, If you're looking to be picky about this chiefs offensive performance, um talk about the red zone it's going to be talked about all week Uh, The Chiefs offense, they they weren't good. They converted only one of six trips inside the 20-yard line for the Rams into touchdowns, and that's coming into this game. The Chiefs have been pretty good down there. They're ranked third in the NFL at 72.1% of their red zone drives, ending in a touchdown. Now, giving credit to the Rams, they came into this game as the fourth-best defense in the NFL and shutting down teams getting into the red zone, only allowing touchdowns 48% of the time. So one of six. Not good. Andy Reid was asked about it. Uh, gave a very quick answer, but was asked about the red zone uh, performance against the Rams. Here's what he had to say.
3: Yeah, um, there is, but I'm not going to tell you because we got to play Cincinnati, you know, coming up here.
2: Very Andy Reid like to say, "Yeah, we know what the problem is, and we're not going to talk about it publicly because that's how he rolls." Uh, to to steal a line that he says often. And honestly, as long as they fix it and they go out and they perform better next week, uh, that's all that really matters. Uh, So let's move on to number four. Talk about Patrick Mahomes. He's got a few more records this week. It becomes like the Patrick Mahomes gets at least half of these every week. But Patrick Mahomes sets NFL record for quarterback wins, uh, a stat that used to trigger a lot of people, and it was about Alex Smith. And it doesn't seem to bother as many people talking about Patrick Mahomes now, to be fair. But with Sunday's win, quarterback Patrick Mahomes has now won 59. 59- of his first 74 starts in his career, breaking a tie with Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Kenny Stabler for the most wins in a quarterback's first 75 career starts. This has been a streak and a thing that we have been talking about um, basically since the season started as they approach the 75 games mark. And if you remember, he already has the most touchdowns through a quarterback's first 75 career starts, and he was only at, what, 74 now. Uh, So he gets one more game to extend his record in both touchdowns and passing yards, and now most wins for a quarterback in NFL history in his first 75 career starts. So again, we talk about Patrick Mahomes having the best start to any player in any quarterback in NFL history. These are the types of contextualized stats and records and paces and all, whatever however you want to describe it, that allow us to say those types of things. No quarterback in his first 75 starts has had more wins, passing yards, or touchdowns. So he's not just throwing up numbers and not winning games, and he's not winning games, but not being the reason to do it, killing it every step of the way. And after the game, Mahomes was asked about the wins and the winning streaks uh, again during his post game presser and media availability.
1: I think our team just our team just gets better and better as the season goes on. You just want to build. Um, you want to be good at the beginning of the year, obviously, but you want to be playing your best football at the end of the year. Um, and so, Coach Reed and all our coaches do a great job of just continue to give us more and more and let us be better and better. Um, and it takes games like today. Whenever the offense isn't playing great, the defense has to play great. Um, and so, uh, when you have a good team, um, that's when you win games at this time of the year.
2: Mm-hmm playing great air quotes uh it's kind of a different thing because that was the quietest 320 yard passing performance that maybe we've seen from patrick bombs and maybe that's just because of the standard that he set for himself i agree with him defense played really well they held the ramps under 200 yards we'll have more on the defense and the individual performances here a little bit later in this show but Patrick Mahomes and the offense didn't play well. Red zone, yes, didn't convert a lot of there, uh, but the Rams are still a solid defense. They still got some guys on that side of the ball, and Patrick Mahomes, again, did throw for 320 yards, and they put up 26 points, and they got the win. Uh, so that's all that really matters, and a few more Patrick Mahomes things. We move on to number five. With 42 passing attempts in Sunday's game, Mahomes has now attempted 2,787 career passes, moving past Trent Green for the second-most pass attempts in in franchise history trailing only the late great Lenny Dawson, who had 3,696 pass attempts during his 14 years with the Kansas City Chiefs as their quarterback. So about 900 or so, uh, but 909 uh, pass attempts shy of uh, setting that record for f- in franchise history. Again, passing uh, the great Trent green and then Alex Smith and Bill Kenny round out the top five for most pass attempts in chiefs franchise history. Move along on to number six, more Mahomes is good stats and records. With the one touchdown pass in Sunday's game, Mahomes moves his streak of consecutive games with a touchdown pass to 16, dating back to December 12th, 2021. His current 16-game streak with a touchdown throw marks the second longest streak in franchise history behind his own record of 31 consecutive games set across the 2019-21 seasons. Uh, For a player who's only 27 years old, it's more of a visual thing that's fun to look at, but when you look at the top five most consecutive games thrown with a touchdown pass. Number one, Patrick Mahomes at 31 games. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, the current streak at 16 games. Number three, Elvis Gerbach going back to November 28th, 1999 to November 12th, 2000. Uh, Number four, the late, great Lenny Dawson had 14 straight games with a touchdown pass from August 3rd, 1965 to August 8th, 1966. And then also tied for fourth, Patrick Mahomes again. October 14th, 2018 to September 22nd, 2019. So when you start matching those up, there's really not been that many games where Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. And every time he does, he starts a new long streak and a new record. Number seven, shocker, more Patrick Mahomes stuff with this 320 yards passing. In Sunday's game against the Rams, Mahomes recorded his 38th career 300-yard passing game, extending his franchise record. He now owns seven total 300-yard passing games in 2022, including a streak of six straight 300-yard games. His six consecutive 300-yard performances are tied for the second longest streak in franchise history, only behind his own mark of six set six straight during the 2020 season. Mahomes now owns the franchise record for eight straight 300-yard games, Set in the 2018 season. Again, hard to explain. Easy to visualize. The top four consecutive game streaks records set for 300-yard passing. It's all Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes all over the top of everything. Uh, First place, Patrick Mahomes, eight games. Tied for second, Patrick Mahomes in 2022, his current record. Uh, Also did it again in 2020. And then fourth, five consecutive games of 300 yards passing, Patrick Mahomes in 2019. Uh, And then tied for fifth, Bill Kenny and Trent Green, each had four. Bill Kenny in 1983 and Trent Green in 2004. All right, moving along to number eight. It's Patrick Mahomes, but it's also his buddy, Travis Kelsey. They connect for a franchise mark with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey connecting on that 39-yard touchdown pass in Sunday's game. They now have a combined 46 touchdown connections between 2017 and 2022. The pair has tied the franchise record of 46 that was set by Pro Football Hall of Famer Lenny Dawson and wide receiver Otis Taylor between 1965 and 1975. And Mahomes and Kelsey just need one more touchdown pass to surpass Dawson and Taylor and Mahomes and Kelsey's 46 touchdown connections are the fourth most in NFL history by any quarterback tight end combination breaking a tie with Drew Bledsoe and Ben Coates of 45. That was set between 1993 and 1999. Whew. So interesting looking at the the rest of the top um, list here, as far as quarterback pass catcher, touchdown connections. Again, Lenny Dawson, Otis Taylor at rank number one are tied for first with Mahomes and Kelsey number three, Lenny Dawson and Chris Burford. Number four, Patrick Mahomes at Tyreek Hill. And number five, Trent Green to Tony Gonzalez. They had 34 between 2001 and 2006. And then in NFL history, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, again, fourth place right now with 46 touchdowns. Just above them, in third place, Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham have 51 touchdowns between the two of them between 2010 and 2014. And then number two all-time, Philip Rivers to Antonio Gates at 89 touchdowns between 2004 and 2018. Again, that's 15 years compared to, what, the six for Mahomes and Kelsey. And then Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski have the most ever with 90 touchdowns between the quarterback tight end combination between 2010 and 2018 and then 2020 and 2021 as they reunited with the bucks. All right. Number nine, more Travis Kelsey stuff. He has now recorded a reception in 137 straight games that extends his franchise record and sits as the second longest active streak in the NFL by any player first by a tight end. He also moves into sole possession of the third longest streak of consecutive games with a reception by a tight end in NFL history, breaking a tie with Jeremy Shockey, who had 136. So the only player currently that has a longer consecutive game streak of catching a pass or a pass reception is DeAndre Hopkins uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. He has done it in 142 straight games, uh, dating back to September 9th, 20. Thirteen. The other players with current streaks: uh, Jarvis Landry with 129, Zach Ertz with 116, and Stephon Diggs with 114. Number ten, shocker, another Travis Kelsey. He moves into the top three for touchdowns receptions in a season with a with his touchdown reception against the Rams. Kelsey now has 12 scoring catches on the season tied for the third most touchdown receptions in a single season in franchise history. His 12 touchdown receptions are already a single season career high. And again, we have six regular season games to go. The fact that a lot of these records are being broken on awesome plays, just make it that much sweeter. This was the play across the middle where he beat Jalen Ramsey and just did not look like a 33 year old tight end. He looked like a 25 year old wide receiver, uh, the way that he was moving out in space. So it was impressive to watch, but, Travis Kelsey now only trails uh, by three touchdowns to tie the franchise record for touchdown receptions in a season. That first place ties between Dwayne Bowe, who had 15 back in 2010, if you remember that season with Matt Castle. And then also with 15 was Tyree Kill back in 2020. Fact that he needs four touchdowns in six games to set that record. uh, I like his chances. I'm I, I like Travis Kelsey's chances unless they clinch with a couple weeks to go. If the bills can lose a couple more games, let those guys sit. You already kind of think in the last week of the season they hopefully should be sitting and they have the, the number one seed in the AFC locked up. But uh, if they don't have it locked up, I really like his chances and I kind of like his chances anyway, but we'll see how it all plays out.
3: Hey, I got to tell you guys about our friends at Liquid Death, and by now you guys already know that you might see some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Why is the water called Liquid Death? Say it with me. It'll brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recycled tall boy cans are here helping to bring death to plastic bottles as well. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution. I've got the severed lime flavor with me here. I also love the berry flavor. And also, just the straight still water is incredible. I like uh, I like drinking the water out of the can. It makes you feel Powerful, makes you feel uh, authoritative. So here's what you got to do go to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN to find their store locator tool, or you can go get liquid death at your local Target, Walmart, or 7 Eleven. Go check them out at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And
2: finally, number 11, also uh, with Travis Kelsey, per our friends over at the Chiefs Wire, Travis Kelsey just needs 82 more receiving yards this season. I really like his chances to do that, to become the fastest tight end in NFL history to reach 10,000 career receiving yards. If he does it in his next game against the Bengals on Sunday, Travis Kelsey will have reached 10,000 career receiving yards, 38 games faster than the next closest player. I'll say that one very slowly one more time for effect. If Travis Kelsey gets 82 yards against the Bengals on Sunday, he'll have reached 10,000 career receiving yards, 38 games faster than the next closest player. Greatest to ever do it. Number 12, let's move on to another player, but stay on the offense and talk a little bit about rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco. He made his fifth consecutive start against the Rams on Sunday, tallying a game high 69 rushing yards on a game high 22 carries It was also a career high uh, with 22 carries and he had a rushing touchdown on a three yard carry in the third quarter as well and Pacheco also had one reception for 17 yards. He now has two career rushing touchdowns and a team-high 455 rushing yards on 97 carries, over, averaging more than 4.5 yards per carry. Now after the game, Isaiah Pacheco spoke with the media and just talked about his work habits, talked about the way that he's wired and why Chiefs fans should feel pretty good that he's not going to start feeling himself a little bit too quickly.
1: You know, never a day that I go by where I don't know, I'm satisfied. Uh, Just keep working, keep uh, coming in the building with the same mindset, same attitude. Um, When I get out there, uh, it's time to roll. And when we're rolling, we're going fast. And y'all can see today, we get a good momentum going, get uh, rolling early.
2: Uh, before I move on to another rookie on the other side of the ball and talk about his performance yesterday, one of the things that I loved and let me know in the comment section, if you're watching this on YouTube or uh, hit me up on social media, because one of the things I loved uh, about watching Pacheco on Sunday against the Rams were down in the red zone. I think it was Bobby Wagner, one of the running or one of the linebackers for the Rams. It kind of hit him pretty good. Uh, there's a little extracurricular, a little playing through the echo of the whistle, um, if you will. And, Pacheco popped right up. It happened multiple times where it was either a late hit or there's just some stuff going on. And Pacheco didn't back down at all. And the game's pretty much out of hand. Maybe it was just the the cocky Chiefs fan in me at this point, where I was not worried. That was a stress free game uh, going through and watching. Did not feel like that was ever the a win was never in doubt in my mind in that game. Uh, I'm normally pretty um, even keel until the game is over, not feeling like you can't celebrate too early, but. Uh, felt like we could in that one, and I'd love to see Pacheco show a little bit of fire. Uh, and if it was, I believe it was Bobby Wagner, because I remember thinking, man, that's a veteran player who's been around and done a lot. And Pacheco's not backing down at all. And that stuff is seen by his teammates, they see that he's not intimidated by the moment. Um, he's talked about it often the leadership, all the different things that, uh, you know, positions that he's been in his life he's always been the guy uh, and he's acclimated himself well it seems like into the locker room the guys like him the way they talk about him the coaches uh, as well so I love seeing that fire from him uh, after those plays getting after it a little bit now let's move on to the other side of the ball for number 13 and George Karloftis uh, recording the first full sack first full sack of his career he recorded a 10-yard sack of Bryce Perkins in the first quarter of this game um, on Sunday. And it was the first, again, first career full sack. He picked up a half sack earlier in the year. So he's got one and a half sacks on the season. And I have a lot of people letting me know that I had projected him to uh, break Derek Thomas's rookie sack record of 10 and a half. So if he averages one and a half sacks over the next six games, then, you know, I was right. So I don't think anybody's complaining about the production that we've got from George Carl he's had a lot of pressures. He's definitely affected the game in a lot of different ways. Positively, um, hadn't always, or hadn't been, uh, registered in box scores with sacks yet. Hopefully this is a sign of things to, to come. And I put my money where my mouth is. I bet on him to win defensive rookie of the year. I thought he was absolutely going to kill it based on a lot of different things. I think he's been playing very well. It was great to see him get that sack, but again, um, Yeah, one and a half over the next six. I'll give him nine and it'll have tied DT's record. So you never know. A lot of season left, everybody. Uh, But he also had uh, one tackle for loss and one quarterback pressure to go along with that sack in yesterday's game. So good stuff from George Karloftis. Moving on to number 14, the, the beast in the middle, the guy that is absolutely a, should be a finalist, should be, in the top two conversation for defensive player of the year, along with the Cowboys, Micah Parsons, obviously talking about Chris Jones picked up one sack loss of nine yards in that game yesterday to bring his total up to 10 sacks on the season. Uh, His 10 sack mark is the second best single season mark of his career trailing only his 15 and a half sack mark back in 2018 he now has 59 and a half career sacks and it was chris jones sixth game in a row where he's recorded at least a half sack tying for the third longest streak of games with half sack or more since they became an official statistic back in 1982 chris jones already owns the longest streak of consecutive games with at least a half sack and 11 games set back during the 2018 season i remember that one well i remember looking these all all these up and expecting these when I was working for the chiefs and Jones finished the day on Sunday with one solo tackle for loss, one quarterback pressure to go along with the one sack. And he put $1.25 million in his pocket. His agent, Michael Katz put that out there on social media that he hit the incentive bonus in his contract. If he gets 10 sacks, he gets $1.25 million bonus. So congrats to Chris Jones for hitting that incentive. And again, he is six games shy of If he can get at least a half sack in every regular season game for the rest of the year, he will break his own record of consecutive games with registering some sort of sack statistic, whether it's half sack or a full sack. All right, moving on to number 15, Nick Bolton records an interception, leads the team in tackles again. Last week on Sunday night football against the chargers, Bolton recorded his first career interception, helping seal that win over the LA chargers with a 30 to 27 score. And just a week later on Sunday against the Rams. Bolton got his second career interception coming again in the game's fourth quarter. Bolton had a correct recorded a team high 11 tackles, eight of which were solo, including one for loss as well as one pass defense along with that interception. Nick Bolton now sixth sits sixth in the NFL in total tackles on the season with 106 trailing. um, Zare Franklin of the Colts, I believe is number one with 122. Uh, tackle so far this year so not that far away and uh, here's Andy Reid after the game talking about what he's seen from Nick Bolton.
3: Yeah, well his instincts I mean Spags has mentioned that to you but his instincts is ability to tackle um, uh, in tight areas and um, and then also in the field I think is big um, I mean he'll tell you that it helps to have a good defensive line too so he, but he's having uh, definitely an all pro type season you know he's a heck of a football player
2: That's worth noting because Andy Reid doesn't call out all pro and doing making statements like that all that often. He doesn't make these big proclamations. And for him to say that he's having an all pro type season is huge praise uh, for Nick Bolton and Sunday's game, Nick Bolton, his sixth game of the season with 10 or more tackles tying for the second, most 10 tackle performances in a single season in franchise history. Again, context. Nick Bolton has six games already this season through 10 regular, 11 regular season games with at least 10 tackles. If he can get two more games with 10 or more tackles in the final six, he'll have the franchise record for most 10 plus tackle games in a season. And that would be surpassing Donnie Edwards, who had seven games in which he had 10 or more tackles back in 2000 uh, and then tied for second. With Nick Bolton right now, Anthony Hitchens had six of those games in 2018, and then Donnie Edwards again had six games back in 1998 where he had 10 or more tackles and then tied for fifth uh, with five games of 10 or more tackles, Mike Maslowski and Marv Kiss Patton. That was in 2002 and 2000, respectively. So Nick Bolton continuing to get it done uh, and then after his 10 tackle game, after three 10 tackle games as a rookie in 2021, Bolton now has nine career double-digit tackle performances, tying Marv Patton for the most fourth most 10-plus tackle games in franchise history dating back to 1994. Whew. All right, so look at the top five seasons or top five players with the most 10 plus tackle games in chiefs franchise history. Number one, not a surprise here. Derek Johnson, he had 25 games in his career with at least 10 tackles. Number two, not a surprise either. Donnie Edwards had 22 games uh, between 1996 and 2001. And then 2007, 2008, when he came back of 10 plus tackle performances, Anthony Hitchens at number three had 10 games, in his career with at least 10 tackles between his four years, between 2018 and 2021. And then again, tied for fourth Marv Kispatten and Nick Bolton with nine, 10 plus tackle games in their chief's career. So good stuff there from Nick Bolton. Awesome to see the former Missouri tiger getting it done for the Chiefs defense. And again, High praise from Andy Reid calling uh, it an all pro type season for Nick Bolton. Hopefully that continues. And I had put some money on this as well. I had put some money down on my DraftKings bet for Nick Bolton to lead the NFL in tackles. So he is within striking distance, although I hope he doesn't get it because I hope he's sitting for at least the last game of the season, even if not uh, a little bit before that. Hopefully they clinch. Bills can drop a couple and, uh, The guys can rest make sure they're good going into the playoffs all right number 16 on our 20 things uh, that stand out from sunday's performance Uh, per the nfl on fox broadcast the 2022 chiefs are the second team in nfl history to have at least nine players with 150 or more receiving yards through a team's first 10 games the 2022 chiefs joined the 2008 philadelphia eagles who also coached by Andy Reid. A total of 10 different pass catchers recorded at least one reception in Sunday's game. You heard it off the top. I'll play it again here. Patrick Mahomes talking about spreading it around.
1: Yeah, I think I've gotten just, you get more and more comfortable as the season goes on, you get more and more reps. And so, um, um, there's even spots where tight ends will come in and there may be a play call to Travis um, that I'll throw to Jody or throw to, throw to Noah because we kind of ha- have built that confidence in, it, in them that they're going to get open as well. Um, and so we, we've kind of rotated the receivers in and out. Um, I think it makes us a better team. Um, and so uh, those guys all have confidence that when they get in, they're going to make a play, and I'm going to give them the chances too.
2: There are a lot of receipts. And again, it uh, was not a unique take. It was not the only one saying this, or a lot of people saying this, but spent a lot of time over the offseason talking about. And I know people hate talking about Tyreek Hill not being here, but we're talking about the most explosive player in NFL history, one of the best receivers in the game, leaving to go somewhere else in the offense for the Chiefs not missing a beat. That's the reason. That's the context that's needed to be given about how special it is, what they're doing, because there's not been any kind of drop off other than the broadcast showing they don't have as many big chunk plays. Um, they don't have these 50-yard touchdowns. They're having to methodically go down the field, and what it's doing, and what Patrick Mahomes is getting credit for, and what some people were doubting uh, that had never been around him or talked to people that uh, could speak about his ability to read a defense and his ability to get the ball to the right guy based on the way that the defense is playing them. All of that, that mental acuity of playing the position I had said all off season, we're about to see a much better version of Patrick Mahomes because his ability to read a defense and that like idactic memory uh, was never given enough credit because you're just talking about these crazy throws and the crazy speed with Tyree kill and all that, that it was going to be put on display this year. And it's stats like that that are illustrating that point for all of us who were saying all off season, He's not never been given enough credit for how smart he is and how well-rounded of a quarterback. In the in baseball, And I grew up playing baseball, so it was, are you a thrower or are you a pitcher? Are you a guy that just throws 100 miles an hour and just throws it by everybody, or do you know how to spot up? Do you know how to set hitters up, change speeds, move the ball around, all those different things? Patrick Mahomes is more than just a crazy, uh, physically gifted player. His ability mentally to understand uh, how to run Andy Reid's offense at a level that no one has seen Andy Reed's offense or any offense uh, based on all the records and all the paces that we're talking about. Um, it's great to see that people are starting to finally recognize that he's more than just um, all the physical attributes or getting the ball to Tyreek and letting him do the work. Um, again, a lot of people knew this, a lot of Chiefs fans knew this, but it's great to see it be put on display again. All right. We're in the final home stretch, the final four of the 20 things uh, that stood out. And I'm gonna take a break after this one. There's a lot of talking, everybody, Uh, but appreciate y'all hanging in there. All right, number 17, Brian Cook gets to Bryce Perkins, rookie safety. Brian Cook recorded a five-yard sack of Perkins in the third quarter of Sunday's game against the Rams. It was Cook's first career sack, and he finished the game with two solo tackles, including one tackle for loss to go along with that sack. If you remember the play that he had the sack on, uh, not to take anything away from Brian Cook, but there was like 19. I don't know how that's mathematically possible. There was like 19 different. Uh, people that had an opportunity uh, to sack Bryce Perkins on that play is the one that nobody could seem to get him on the ground. I think ended up technically pushing him out of bounds. Um, I remember it cause I was screaming, where's George Karloftis? You know, if we have to pick up a couple sacks like that to get into uh, striking distance of DT's record, I will take it. Uh, but it was Brian cook who, who, Ultimately, I think pushed Perkins out of bounds and brought him down on that play. But congrats to Brian Cook. Uh, obviously got some more playing time on Sunday with Juan Thornhill being held out with that calf uh, injury that Andy Reid doesn't seem the way that he's talked about it. That's a very serious thing, but obviously kept him out of the game. So good to see Cook uh, registering some stats uh, and making some plays for the Chiefs defense. All right, number 18, Legereus Need. They're talking about guys who make plays. Uh, recorded his first interception of the season against the Rams on Sunday, picking off Perkins and returning at 26 yards in the fourth quarter, one of two fourth-quarter interceptions, along with the one that we mentioned earlier with Nick Bolton. Uh, Sneed now has six career interceptions. He also had seven tackles, including five solo and one for loss in the game on Sunday and added two passes defensed to go along with the interception. It marks his seventh career game with multiple passes defensed. I think the word's starting to get out. He is one of the best most underrated defensive backs in the NFL and a huge part of the chiefs defense. So great to see LaJarrius Sneed continuing to make plays. Number 19, Carlos Dunlap tallies another pass defense uh, Dunlap recorded one pass defense in Sunday's game, tipping a Bryce Perkins pass that was eventually intercepted by Nick Bolton. We heard in the postgame press conference, Nick Bolton giving credit saying that 75% of that play uh, of his interception should go to Carlos Dunlap for tipping that pass. And he only should get 25% uh, percent of the credit for playing, Uh, Deep to shallow on his coverage right there. But now Carlos Dunlap has 73 career passes defensed, ranking as the third most by any defensive lineman since 1994 was talked about when he came in here. Carlos Dunlap has been, everything is advertised as a veteran player that can get in there and make some things happen. And Dunlap finished the game on Sunday with three tackles, including one solo to go along with the pass defense. The only players that have more passes defensed, which basically just means batted passes for defensive linemen. Uh, They're not down the field batting it away. Like when you talk about passes defensed for a cornerback, only players with more Jason Taylor ranks number one with 99 and Julius Peppers, ranks number two with 82. So Carlos Dunlap's got a little bit of work to do. Uh, he'd need 10 to surpass uh, Julius Peppers to move into second all um, all time, or at least since 1994, since this started being um, tabulated. All right, finally, number 20. Have not talked about him uh, yet on this show and have talked about him over the last few weeks. Gave him credit last week because he had bounced back. Let's talk about Harrison Butker. He converted all four of his field goals that he had on Sunday, as well as both PATs recording 14 total points. It marks the 10th game of his career where he's made at least four field goals and is his first four field goal performance since making five field goals versus versus Denver on December 6th, 2020. Uh, I don't think any of that is the fault of Harrison Butker on the number of field goals in the game. I think it's because the offensive is just scoring touchdowns all of the time. But shout out to Butker over the last two weeks has not missed an extra point or a field goal ended up being a much bigger difference in the game last week. And that's why we talked about it on several different shows here on KCSN uh, because it was a three point win. They beat the Chargers 30 to 27 and Butker obviously had some big kicks in that game, but great to see him getting back into the swing of things, getting more comfortable, whatever it is still one of the best kickers in the NFL. I know he's been dealing with the ankle injury. Talk to Nate Taylor every Tuesday on KCSN update. Make sure to check out, check that out this Tuesday, excited to talk with Nate, but he said that, based on his understanding that that's going, that ankle injury is going to be something that could linger or bother butker all year. And that's why he just wasn't quite right or hadn't been quite right. Uh, so he's still going to be the guy still going to be the kicker, but great to, to get back to that. We don't have to worry about this because this dude is automatic. Cause we know he's one of the best. And so not missing a field goal over the last couple of weeks long, the extra points is a great sign. And what's an else else is a great sign. Is anybody else? hung with us through all 20 of those things we appreciate it and we appreciate your support of what we got going on here at KC Sports Network. We'll have plenty more content for you. Don't forget to check out one-on-one with Mike DeVito and Jeff Allen later today on Tuesday and then on Wednesday you get Matt Castle and Matt Hamilton breaking down Patrick Mahomes in the offense. Derek Johnson, Craig Stout, Mike DeVito will be breaking down some film on the Chiefs defense later this week. So we'll get right back into the swing of things and make sure that you guys are completely prepared or as prepared as possible for that game on Sunday afternoon against the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, when the schedule came out, it was my, the one game I had circled when we did all the content, when the schedule came out, say, like, what game are you most looking forward to for me? Without a doubt, it was the Bengals game uh, because they're the ones who ended our season. Uh, you know, all offseason with teams, people were prognosticating in the media, you know, who's the best team in the AFC, who's going to win the AFC. The only one that I would not get annoyed about. I and mean, people talk about the bills and it kind of annoyed me because we beat the bills. Uh, The only one that would not have annoyed me was the Bengals. Even if you didn't think they were a better team, they beat us and they beat us twice. So they're the one team that could say that. uh, And the players were already talking about the Bengals after last night's game. And, There's no doubt in my mind that the Chiefs are going to be ready to play on Sunday against the Bengals. Bengals, supposed to be really good, started off, struggled. Now they are playing really good football. They're getting Jamar Chase back, who's been out with an injury. So they're going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be a big-time game. And you look down the stretch of the Chiefs' schedule, not as difficult as we once thought it was going to be when the schedule originally came out, mainly because the rest of the AFC West has been pretty bad. Um, especially with the Broncos, who the Chiefs have not played at all yet. Uh, so Chiefs still have two games against uh, the Let's Ride Broncos and Russell Wilson and that whole mess. But uh, but yeah, big game against the the Bengals on Sunday. We'll have plenty of content to get you prepared for that. Excited for this one. Appreciate all of you for hanging out. Don't forget to check out uh, KC Strength and Conditioning if you know of any... Baseball or softball players ages 8 to 18 in the Kansas City area, uh, especially pitchers. They have a pro- throwing program called Casey Throwing, sent hundreds of dudes to college, a lot of dudes uh, in the major leagues right now that uh, have trained with John and his staff. And I've known John for uh, 20 years. We played baseball together in high school on a travel team. And uh, even back then, he was a fitness dude that if you had a question about how to maximize you know, your body's performance on a baseball field we went to john back then still going to john right now It's where i'm gonna take my family when they uh, get to that age group so anyway appreciate all you for hanging out we'll see you all next time